This episode of the Fresh Start Family Show is brought to you by our Quick Start Learning Bundle, how to build a compassionate, firm, and kind discipline toolkit that works with kids of all ages. Head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to grab your Quick Start Bundle so you can get going today on building up a strong, compassionate, disciplined toolkit in your home. Stella. Welcome to my mom and dad's podcast, The Fresh Start Family Show. We're so happy you're here. We're inspired by the ocean, Jesus, and rock and roll, and believe deeply in the true power of love and kindness. Together, we hope to inspire you to expand your heart, learn new tools, and strengthen your family. Enjoy the show. Well, hey there, families, and welcome to the Fresh Start Family Show. Today's episode is going to be a good one, you guys. Terry and I are interviewing Nate and Jenna Strubar, who are just such an incredible family from Maui, Hawaii, who we stumbled upon a few months ago on the beautiful internet and um, just fell in love with um, what they represent, what they're doing in the world. And um, they have been kind enough to agree to be on the podcast today and spend an hour of their day in paradise with us. <laughs> um, so welcome, Jenna and Nate. So great to have you. Thank you for having us. Yeah. Yes. Okay, you guys. Well, today we're going to kind of introduce you, of course, to the Strebar family and tell you all about um, the goodness that they are um, doing in the world. Um, we're going to tell you all about their blog and the kind of four pillars of their beautiful family, um, the way they're they're really choosing to live, the way they're choosing to raise their family, um, and. I think you guys are really going to benefit and be very inspired by what they're doing. So one of the categories that they're going to teach, um, talk to us about is healthy eating. Um, Jenna, you have a cookbook and that is so incredible. And you guys are just leading this amazing plant-based lifestyle that um, is just awesome. I can't wait to hear more about that. Number two, um, they're going to talk to us about simple living and how they've um, adopted the best they can, a minimalist lifestyle that's really helped them um, just have a great family foundation. Um, number three, they're going to talk to us about how much time they spend outdoors and travel. And then number four, we're going to talk about their strong faith and how that has um, really help them have a mission to parent with compassion and grace and kindness and connection and how that honors their faith in Jesus. Um, Love it. Yeah. So, yeah. yes. So Jenna and Nate, um, I'm going to pass the mic to you guys and let you introduce yourself. If you could just tell us your story, tell us a little bit about um, your past, you know, how you got to the point you are today. I saw a little bit about how you guys um, fell in love super young too when, when you were 19, right? Terry and I have been together for 25 years, so I think we're probably in, awesome. in the same. Wow. Yeah, so tell us tell us all about you guys. Yeah, we um, are high school sweethearts. We actually met in sixth grade, started dating at 16, and got married at 19. So we've been married 14 years now. Um, we grew up in the Pacific Northwest, and then a few years ago, or a few years into marriage, excuse me, 11 years ago, we made the move out to Maui, and that's where we started our family, and it's been home ever since. Um, nice. 
as far as our journey with gentle parenting and mindful living, um, it just it started with our son. We have two kids now. We have um, a nine-year-old son and a six-year-old daughter. And um, when our son was born, we just kind of thought, like, we'll just do things the way everyone <laughs> does it. And the only way we know or the only way we see modeled for us. And... Um, I very quickly realized that was not working for us. You know, we just had like a sad baby and you know, like I was like loving motherhood. We were both loving parenting so much, but we just felt like, gosh, the way we're doing this is not, we're not thriving, Yeah. you know? So, um, it was when our son was maybe a year and a half close to two, um, and I remember this moment I felt, you know, like convicted, like, okay, we're making a change. He was frustrated with something and he hit me and I was like, so offended, like, Oh, this mm-hmm. one year old hit me. Like, <laughs> how dare you? Yeah. And you know, my, this was kind of like our first thing, like the first thing I would need to discipline him on. And my, you know, I thought at that point, like we would spank or, you know, do all the timeouts, those things. And so my first reaction, of course, is anger. And then I should spank him. And then I just kind of paused, like, I'm going to hit my child for hitting me. And like, and I'm going to hit him because I'm personally offended. Like, you know, hold up, like this. This isn't gonna work. So um, what a what an amazing pause though you had there to even acknowledge that though. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I I'm thankful that it was like with a baby who clearly was just acting his age and needed tools to handle his frustration because it was like such an eye opening moment of like this it would be so silly for me to spank him for this you know yeah. so yeah. Um, so yeah, then we started just diving into like, what can I do besides time out or a spanking or, you know, and we just realized there is this gentle parenting world that I had never even heard of and that just changed our lives. And I think from there, we just realized we don't have to do things the way we've always seen. Right. Yeah. Um, and we get to ask questions about everything and we started doing that and I don't think Nate realized how far that was gonna go and <laughs> like hey babe we're gonna like let's be vegan hey babe let's start like you know doing all this other stuff and it was it was basically like hey babe like let's restructure everything that you ever thought you knew about parenting and having kids I was like oh cool um, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love it. And you, it sounds like you, you, you're just like, cool. All right, babe. I trust you. <laughs> yeah. I, and that's the thing. I, I really did trust her. Um, nice. Because I did, you know, I, she shared that moment with me. And I and I was I was so proud of my wife of, of just being, having the awareness to stop and, and have that pause and think about it for a sec. So yes. I always trust my wife with, with her ability to stop and think. And then when she has thoughts, it's, um, I mean, if you, if you know anything about my wife, my wife has a brain that's just like on fire all the time, just thinking of so many things. And so she plans things out and she goes into lots of depth about her thoughts and stuff. And so when she comes up with an idea, it's not, it's usually not a spur of the moment. It's like, oh, you've been thinking about this for a very long time, haven't you? And she's like, yes, <laughs> yes, I have. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah. 
Nice. Oh, I love it. And so, so that was your oldest is nine now. Is that what you said? Yeah. 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 So that was probably maybe seven and a half, seven years ago. Cool. Well, that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. I, I remember that kind of equivalent moment for, for us. And then after that, you do, you just start having all these other breakthroughs and these other transformations yeah. in your life and these things that you um, thought maybe weren't possible or like, I don't know, it just, it, it, it takes you down all these roads that I guess you just never expected. And it comes yeah. from trusting one another and stopping and kind of checking the status quo and 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 saying, you know, I'm not just going to I'm not just going to do it that way just because that's what either everybody else does or that's because that's the way my parents did it or whatever the reasons are. It's like we want something better. This is our life and we get to choose and let's do it our way. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And so Jenna, it sounds like you decided to just go on and, and start building a community on Instagram. Is that how it kind of started? I mean, you sharing what you were learning as you went or, um, and then turned into a blog, right? You guys have a blog? Yeah. Well, I don't even think Instagram was around way back then. Um, or maybe, yeah, I don't really even know how it, a following has just kind of grown slowly organically. And, um, I think that it wasn't until our kids, you know, in recent years are the age they are now where, you know, we've, we've kind of been the odd ones out for a while and it's, you know, definitely lots of conversations like, why don't you do this? And this other way is biblical or this is right, or this has worked for decades or hundreds of years. And now we just feel like we're at this point where we're like, okay, like look at the fruits of our labor and like our kids. They're so great. Like, yeah, I mean, amazing. I'm a little biased, but I, yeah, <laughs> they're some of the most wonderful kids I've ever met. And just to be able to say like, yeah, like this is working, you know, like yeah. it's, it's not passive parenting. It's not like we let them walk all over us and raise disrespectful kids. It's about getting to their hearts mm-hmm. and, you know, which has just led us to, you know, all these other areas that we're um, passionate about. It's like, let's get to the heart of this. And, you know, like we get to question everything and then say, like, why do we choose to do something this way? Why do we think we need a certain size house? Why do we think we need cars that are, you know, only two years old or whatever the thing is? Yeah, it's so interesting. Before we dive into like all the specific points, just looking at them as a whole and hearing how you're acknowledging and and we we feel this sometimes too, where you feel like the odd man out or you feel like the outcast. Your things that we're talking about today, healthy eating, simple living, time outdoors and faith in a God who is the Prince of Peace. Mm -hmm. Like, doesn't it seem so... (laughs) Like Those that that would be weird. <laughs> like that would be weird. Yeah. Like yeah. Uh, I think yeah. it just is further acknowledges how how far the world has gone somewhere and we're just basically resetting ourselves in something that just actually feels so right. Yeah. Yeah. And I gosh, I it like gives me goosebumps, makes me emotional um hearing you say that like, you know, you're on you're at this point now. It's so it's so cool that you guys are on a similar timeline as us. Um cuz we, you know, we discovered the work of positive parenting, you know, I think it's been about 8 years cuz our daughter is 11 and a half now and we discovered it when she was 3 and we had been doing things very differently. <laughs> 
<laughs> God blessed us with like the most strongest, beautiful, spirited little girl. And we just didn't get the memo for three years. And so we really did a 180. But um, it's just such like it's such a gift now to be a, almost a decade in and to be able to show others, right? Like, look, here's the seeds of they've blossomed like but there's so many parents who are still in the seed planting phase right with the with the really little toddlers and they're just like just today in my membership group um there we just had a big discussion around fear and just got really honest with like how scary it can be kind of in the beginning for people because you're like is this gonna work like what if this doesn't work like what if I just need to revert to the fear and force and traditional way of doing things um, and it just really can mess people up. And so I love that you guys are now another example that I can point to and just say, Hey, look, this is a family that's been practicing this for like, you know, eight solid years and, and look at the garden that's been produced. Like you got to have faith in the seeds that you're planting. You got to make sure they're of the soil is incredibly yeah. strong and, um, just trust us, like trust yeah that it's going to pay off. And the beauty that comes down the road is like unreal, right? I mean, the relationships, the connection, the trust, the ability to problem solve creatively and with compassion and, and to be confident as you can approach anything that you need to to work out with your kids and know that you're going to do it in this kind way that they're going to learn and they're going to, you know, act differently tomorrow. It just feels so good. And I love, I just love that part that you said. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's get right into it. Um, and if you guys could just guide us um, in each of these areas about what you've learned and how um, kind of each of these areas you feel like really helps you have a thriving family. Um, we're just, we're, I know our listeners are going to love soaking up all the, all the goodness you have. So talk to us about he- healthy eating, Nate and Jenna. Terry and I um, went pescatarian, I think, three years ago now. We're not full vegans, um, but we are, you know, live. we try to live a plant-based life as much as possible. But gosh, Uh looking at the way you live, the recipes, the dinners, the Oh, and just the whole foods you're putting in your kids, it just lights me up. So talk to me about this. Was it a hard transition? Is it hard now? Are you like, is this easy? Like, tell us, tell us everything. Yeah, I think that the food, I mean, I think with everything, it's, it's all baby steps, you know, Mm -hmm. I think it can feel overwhelming to, to look at all this and feel like, oh, I have to change my diet. I have to change the way I parent. I have to change the way I spend money. I have to change the way I communicate or speak with my spouse. Like it can feel like a lot, but I think if we just take it down to baby steps and remember like we're going to do things the slow way. You know, Mm -hmm. it's not about quick fixes. It's about like, you know, even with parenting and discipline, like it's, it's not like a quick discipline, you know, it's like, let's have the conversation. Let's get to the heart. And I think that that we've tried to take that same approach with the food Mm -hmm. stuff. It's like, we started with like, okay, let's eat more than two vegetables a week, (laughs) you know, like, um, we went like vegan overnight just because, um, like Nate mentioned earlier, I'm a bit of a researcher and I went down the documentary <laughs> rabbit hole and was like, throw everything out. Yeah. I can't do it anymore. Yeah, that's and, awesome. Um, 
you know, Nate woke up and was like, oh, we're vegan. And then yeah. <laughs> do, I, do I get a tattoo? What do I get? Do they send like, t-shirts? What do we do with all of this meat and our freezer and, and the fridge? Like, she was just like, it's gone. It's gone already. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like, <laughs> so, but, you know, like still since then, it's been a journey, like, of like, okay, how can I do this healthier? It does, you know, like just being vegan doesn't mean healthy. Like Oreos yeah. and French fries are vegan, but right. and it's not even about that. It's about just like putting things that God made into our body instead of yes. um, chemicals and processed things, you know, that are not going to give our kids a chance to thrive and that are mm-hmm. crippling their immune systems and you know, disrupting their emotions, especially when they're in school and they're, you know, trying to focus and learn and navigate all the things, you know, that come along with that. Like, we just want to fuel their bodies with good things that give them the best chance at thriving, you know. Let's chat for a hot sec, openly and honestly about what your discipline toolkit looks like in your home right now. If you're anything like most parents, you're relying on the hand-me-down set you inherited. Timeouts, spankings, threatening of spankings, taking iPads away, three, two, one countdowns, groundings, taking away toys, e-bikes, iPhones, any or all of those kind of tactics that create a total relationship strain and don't even work long-term to end your child's misbehavior for good. Meaning you might spank your child or send them to timeout today for being air quotes mean to their sister or disrespecting you. But then three days from now, they're repeating the same misbehavior, which causes you to flip your lid because you know they know better. I want to help you learn a new way so you could end the vicious cycle that's keeping you stuck as a parent and causing you to feel super frustrated that nothing is working to get your strong-willed, stubborn child to behave better. My team and I have recently completely refreshed our Compassionate Discipline Quick Start Learning Bundle to help you learn a new way to teach your kids important life lessons, a new way to help your children learn from their mistakes and take responsibility for their actions. You can just DM me the word shift over on Instagram. I'm at Fresh Start Wendy, and I'll personally send you a message with a link to download this free bundle. I'm going to help you shift out of a punishment mindset and into a compassionate discipline one where you fully trust that connection-based, firm and kind discipline tools are all you need to be a strong leader in your home who holds your kids responsible when they misbehave, but does it in a way where they are learning the vital life skills they are missing when they mess up. So again, just DM me the word shift over on Instagram. I'm at Fresh Start Wendy, or you can head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to grab your free bundle now. I am so excited for you to shift out of feeling guilty and shameful when you lay your head on your pillow at night and shift into feeling confident and proud of the way you handled yourself as a parent, even when you were wildly triggered and upset about the mistake your child made. Okay, I'm excited for you to dive into this free resource. I'll see you in my DMs and inside the free discipline bundle. Uh, and, awesome. and you've taken it to a level now you have a you actually have a cookbook is that correct yeah yeah and i'm working on a second one right now too of just like festive fall christmasy recipes because i remember my first hard moment with plant-based eating um i was trying to like recreate or like veganate veganize this um 
pumpkin recipe, like pumpkin dessert thing to take to a friend's giving and it was like a total fail and I was crying and then I was like oh. crying but there was a dead turkey there and uh. <laughs> but then I realized the next morning I was pregnant so that kind of explained a lot oh, okay. of things but just feeling like <laughs> like it's overwhelming to try to like okay I'm supposed to eat healthy now what do I have to like go through and have 20 Pinterest fails and then you know waste all this money and time and give up and you know it's a lot of work to cook and to yeah, you know, make food for your family. So I'm just like, I want to do all the the recipe fails for you. And here, just here's a cookbook that explains how to do it yeah. very well and very easily. Like the reason I love Jenna's cookbooks is because I can I can go through it as a as a dude yeah. who doesn't cook that often. And I, because that was I used to cook a lot, but cooking you know plant based kind of scared me a little bit. And then Jenna did all these recipes, and I've been able to just like open the recipe book and do it myself and it like turns out great every time I'm like oh yeah wow, it's actually really easy to follow it's kind of like yeah like fist pumps like yes nice. I did it. <laughs> that is awesome oh my goodness cool and and what would you say Jenna like um for for the like the busy obviously I'm asking for myself here <laughs> let's just say like sometimes I'm like oh my gosh I I think it. I think maybe your answer is going to be you have to allocate the time. But like, <laughs> how do you fight that? Because it's like it just um, it just is time consuming, right? But I, like you said, it's it's not about the quick fixes. Um, it's just a, maybe like, are you good at like meal prepping on Sunday? Is that something you'd recommend? I think it just depends on the family and your schedule. You know, working moms, I think that like meal prepping once a week is an awesome idea. Um, just. Like, I feel like just don't put a lot of pressure on yourself. I talk to so many um, people who think they need to prepare, like, this three- to five-course meal, and I'm like, just make a pot of soup. (laughs) Yeah. Just, Mm -hmm. you know, like, sneak some veggies into the things that your kids already like or your husband already likes, you know. If you have someone who's resistant to vegetables, just, like, puree some spinach in your smoothie or in your pasta sauce or something and just... Yeah, I, yeah, it is really just about prioritizing the things that matter, you know. I mean, they yeah. say the average American watches like five hours of TV a day or screen time a day or something. Like give up, you know, a, an episode of of something on the yeah. TV or, or, you know, 20 minutes of Instagram mm-hmm. to be able to just like quickly put something healthy together. It doesn't need to be elaborate, just, you know, real awesome. food. Okay, last question about healthy eating, and then we're going to move on to simple living. But how do you handle, like, kids being out in the world? Um, are your kids homeschooled, or do they – does your oldest – do they They're go homeschooled. To, they're homeschooled. Okay. Yeah. But, like, if you go to parties or neighborhood get-togethers or play dates, are they – do they are just, like – are they, like, cool? Um, what happens when they smell the chicken nuggets? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well – I think this really depends on your kid because um, I've heard moms and dads handle this lots of different ways. Um, Our son, our oldest, he has a very strong moral compass. Yeah. (laughs) And he, he's a, I mean, when we're at parties and things, I say, you know, like you can have a slice of cake or some sugar or a lollipop or whatever the thing is. Um, The only thing we're like a hard no on is like, meat at least for now like we'll let them decide that because they're a little bit older but um yeah he just is like he'll be like does this 
is this vegan? And I'll be like, it has one egg in it. And he'll like straight up pass up birthday cake. And Nate and I are oh, like, buddy. like having the birthday cake. Like, that is just, awesome. She has a very strong moral compass. And our daughter, she, I don't know, it just depends on what it is. She cares sometimes and doesn't other times. But also I think they know like, um, with sweets and stuff like that, it, how it makes them feel like, yeah. oh, I remember that time they ate cake at that birthday party and I got a tummy ache. Like, I don't think I want this. Can we just make something different, a special treat when we get home instead? And I think they're at the age now that we can talk logically with them Ooh. about that. But That's I mean, you awesome. can't just send every kid into a birthday party and expect them to have self-control around sugar because sugar is addicting. Like, I mean, even yeah. adults, most of us struggle with, yeah. yeah controlling our sugar intake so that's so funny yeah our kids are the same too Taryn has like you said a very strong moral compass we just went to Ireland a few uh, months ago and we met like we went to like our family farm that like you know my cousins still own and they had these like giant massive cows that were the most beautiful things on the planet we were like obsessed we were they were so sweet and Taryn, as soon as he saw them, he was like, oh my gosh, I want to give up meat, mom. Like, that's it. I think I'm done. I'm done. And Stella was like, where's the hamburgers? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh my yeah. gosh, look at them. Like, yeah, we were you. staring them like right in the eyes. Like they would sit there and they were like connecting with the kids. And yeah, my son, he was very like moved. Although I will say this past weekend, oh, I, was, yeah. I was camping with our daughter and there was like a luau and there was like a pig on a on a spit and she came up to me and she was like dad there's a whole pig face and everything uh-huh. over there and i was like what are you going to do and she's like yeah i'm not going to eat that and i was like oh wow and she walked up and they were like what would you like and she's like I'll have the chicken. So, <laughs> so she like, you know, it, it was a step though. I mean, it yeah, definitely, well, and I let her choose and she, but she saw it. And I think connecting with like where it came from and what it was, was like a, she was like, whoa. So, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I think that all comes down to modeling, right? Like, you know, yeah. we make joke with her or whatever, but I know by us just living, uh, or modeling that lifestyle, you know, when she does turn 18 or go, you know, she, there's a good chance that she may may choose that lifestyle because she's just watched it you know so it's it's so beautiful it sounds like you guys the modeling part is just so influential you being fulfilled with this beautiful vegan lifestyle of abundance that you share with the world so beautifully is so is so influential on your kids You, you know when you when you model so well and you share the goodness um they you don't have to force you don't have to make them do anything they just naturally want to so Well, and I think what you said about connecting too, like, I think that's like our goal. Like for us, it's plant-based works because it's what works for us. I don't think that's like the the say all and all be all. I think, you know, we see families, we have friends who are are hunters and they take their kids and the kids, you know, they, they fish, they gut the fish, they do the whole thing. And there's this new like level of respect and understanding of what it took to, to get food on their plate and what it took you know, to like that animal to like give up their life to eat it. And I think it just brings this whole new awareness and mindfulness and respect and gratitude for like this food that's on your plate. You know, even gardening can do that. Like I planted this Mm -hmm. from a seed and I watered it and it took weeks. Mm, And, you know, I, I think that just instilling that in our kids with food is important regardless of what, you know, 
what type of food you eat. So, Oh, I love that, Jenna. Such a good point. All right, let's move on to number two. Talk to us about um, your goals to live simply. What does that look like in your home and in your lifestyle? And what have you learned over the years? What shifts have you made? And how do you think it's benefited your family? Oh, we love <laughs> simple living. That's like yeah. one, of, one of my favorite things. I think it's funny that we've come into this era where it's um, it's like a battle to fight against stuff, you know, and you speak to like our grandparents' generation and, you know, like they're, or we, we just finished reading Little House on the Prairie and Laura and Mary get these like tin cups for Christmas and they're so excited for a tin cup and it's like, yeah. wow, things have changed, you know, and it's like you have to fight the consumerism at Christmas mm-hmm. time now instead of hope that you can give your kids one little thing, but yeah. Um, yeah, I think that the our goal is to not be distracted by stuff so that we have more time for the things we care about and to instill a heart of gratitude in all of us instead of this attitude of um, entitlement and because it's there, because I saw it at the store or because my friend has it, I want it to or I should get it too. Yes. So. Beautiful. And so over the years, um, it seems like you've really tried to like minimize like toys, for example, and um, just really try to keep things like uh, imaginary play. I've seen you share that like you're really into like imaginary play or um, trying to think what else you've shared, like um, things that like like building, right? Like I, I think yeah. I heard you say you love Legos and building blocks that you guys made with your own hands and, and dress up and, um, and obviously just being outside. Right. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think it stemmed from necessity because when we mm-hmm. had our son, we were living in like a 400 something square foot, one bedroom Ohana, which is like a little cottage that we call like a cottage in Hawaii. And we had two kids there um, in our (laughs) white bedroom place. It's just, it's like normal here. I love that actually like the culture and lifestyle here is really simplicity is at the Mm -hmm. heart of it. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think just that culture shift and then like we don't have room in our house for all the stuff. Um, And then it just kind of yeah, it grew from there. And then when we did move into the home we're in now, which feels huge to us, but it's still like under 1,200 square feet, feet, (laughs) you know, but still it's like, we, we just want to be really mindful of everything that comes into our home and buy quality things and ethically made things when we can and, um, things that are going to last, you know, I think, I think around Christmas time, it cracked me up. Like when our kids were a little bit younger, um, we would, you know, buy these really cool things, what we, what we thought they were going to be so interested in and all this stuff. And then, you know, 30 minutes after they open the present, we're like, you know, Oh, isn't this so cool? And then we find them on the floor, like playing with the wrapping paper in the box. And we're like, yes, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) like we spent so much money on that thing. And then like, and literally like a couple weeks later, like they're not even interested in it. And it was like, yeah. What how can how can we live simplistically even in Christmas time like and reevaluating what that looks like you know cuz culture tells us go crazy buy tons of gifts do all this stuff and you know you get kind of 
caught up in that because you're like, yeah, like I want to be a good parent and buy all these, you know, awesome things for my kids. And, but then you start realizing that like, they're really just like, they're really, they're like, as kids, they're into simplicity more than we think they are. Um, and so it, it was interesting to just watch our kids like do that, you know, and they did it at a young age. And yeah. since we saw that at a, um, when they were young, we were able to kind of just start like doing Christmas in a simple way. And they, this is just kind of how they've grown up and how they've known it. And so they've known that their gifts are like very intentional and on purpose. And we're not just spending frivolously on, on, you know, random things just to fill the, you know, the space under the Christmas tree. So yes. Or the stockings. <laughs> right. Right. Sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. I know. I remember growing up with stuff like in my stocking. I'm just like, what? Like, what? Like me and my brother would look at each other and be like, what the heck is this? Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. And yeah. So listeners out there on the blog and Jenna's Instagram, she shares like all of her recommendations for consciously created fashion and toys and just you have so many good resources that are just great recommendations and um yeah you guys are just so inspirational in that area terry we have work to do well i was <laughs> oh, i was so i was gonna acknowledge that everybody is somewhere along the journey and whether it yeah. is yep. with um healthy eating simple living things like this yep. it's it is easy to be like oh man i'm so far from that i suck or i i can't get there but I think we're all somewhere on the journey and um, even just like hearing you guys talk about it. um, I'm, I'm not, I wouldn't describe me as like simple living, but I have solidified some things in recent times where it's like in myself, um, the things that matter to me, I'm trying to like translate that into gifts for the kids. So if it is a rad experience, like we're going to go somewhere. Okay, that that gives me an instant yes. If it is a creative outlet, like or something like I'll buy myself cameras, I'll buy my kids guitars. Uh, uh, well, that was my my next category. Oh, but <laughs> but um, drums for my daughter, take them to guitar center. Like if, if it's if it fits, I'm like all day long. Um, Or if it's something that's like a physical activity, like, you know, surfboards or fins or like stuff like that, I'm like, cool, I'll pour into all that stuff. But yeah, Yeah. if it fit, if it is outside of those things, um, it's starting just to make less and less sense just to get something just to play with or sit in the corner. I don't know. Yeah. 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 Or just extra I feel like this is an area we could talk about forever because it's such a modern day, like enemy attack that yeah. is just like, oh, so gnarly on our society. And yeah, yeah man, I was just um, I was just at a really beautiful business retreat this last few days. Um, and this um, woman, Miranda Anderson, just wrote a book um, named, or called More Than Enough. And she so beautifully speaks to how, you know, you're often just filling this hole that um, it, doesn't, it doesn't stay filled by more and more stuff. And her yeah. book is really cool, and, and she's really inspired me. And I came home, I told the Terry and the kids, I said, guys, I think I'm going on like a one-year spending. Um, I'm not going to buy myself anything. You know, that's not a, like a consumer, consumer, consumable good. Like, um, yeah. you know. And you should have seen the kids. They were like, what? Like, what? <laughs> And I was like, don't worry, I'm just going to do it for myself the first year. Um, but you could tell it was like this shock to them. They were like, but so I know that they'll be able to adopt, you know, 
I'll learn from it after they see me obviously do it for a year. Yeah. And then Terry already does live like you live very, very simply. So anyways, that. that's a good, good subject. So, okay, we better get moving. We got two more points. All right. Talk to us about time outdoors and, um, you know, the importance of just getting our, our kids feet in the earth and in the ocean and lakes and like traveling, like what does that look like for you guys and how do you f- view it as just like an important part of your family that helps you feel a, feel, um, lead a balanced life? Oh, we, we love time in nature. And I know that it's, that's easy for us to say because we do live in like pretty much an endless summer. Um, but a few years ago, I read this book called There's No Such Thing as Bad Weather. I can't remember the author's oh, name right now, no. but it has this cute little Scandinavian cover. It's It was really changing for me because even though that it's usually nice here if we did have um a rainy day or something I'm like oh it's wet out we can't get wet you know and right I, yes and I immediately am like we're buying rain boots we're like or run around outside in your swimsuit I don't care like just embracing all the weather and like it just oh, oh. It's so good for our kids it's so good for their creativity for mm-hmm. their brains for their bodies they sleep better at night oh, yeah. And so do we, you know, I mean, yeah. just being out in nature is just a reset, you know, for stress or a bad day or an argument or it's, yeah, we love being outside. Yeah. And for me, like living out here in Hawaii, I get to, um, I get to surf, you know, as, as much as I, you know, as, as much as possible. And when I do get in the water, it's just like this full on like recharge session. Like, yeah, I'm surfing, I'm being active, but man, it's just like, I come home and I'm like, okay, like, I can conquer the world now. Like, I can do anything. Like, yes. and I'm just like, where, man, that's weird. Like, where did that come from? And, you know, it's it's funny just doing a little research on, on what nature does to you, and there's just scientific facts that you start learning about being outdoors and what it actually does to your physical body, and yeah. it's so cool. You're just getting cool. your bare feet on the ground. Yeah, you know? like, like, that's where the term, like, being grounded comes from. Yeah. It's like having bare feet on the ground and, and feeling like not to get all super weird, but like to feel the energy of the earth and like what God has created. And it's like the moment you do that, you're like, wow, you feel very connected and you feel very alive, which is really, which is really nice. So yes, I, and you can also sometimes feel, I mean, maybe, maybe not in Maui as much, but and I guess we're not that far removed, but like it, it can feel countercultural even here. Like I try to get in the water, you know, several times a week. And it's funny, you still get looks of people that are like, oh, going, going surfing, huh? Going to the beach. <laughs> like I'm busy. Wow. Like, you know, and I mean, yeah. maybe some of that is self-imposed too. Like maybe I'm like, <laughs> maybe they're not saying that. I think they're saying that. Right. But, they're um, yeah. but it's funny how like. It's like, yeah, I'm taking care of myself. I'm resetting and I'm going to come back a better person. And, um, it's amazing because it it totally works, you know, whether it's, you know, wherever you are, whether you don't have to have an ocean to get in, but it's like, do the jog, do the hike, um, do the thing that, that somehow, um, you know, disconnects you from whatever thought pattern you had going on at work or school or whatever you're you're into at the moment, just to kind of break it up and get some oxygen moving. Yeah. yeah. And so many kids these days really do have a nature deficit because yeah. every 
every moment they're on the device or they're watching the TV or they're inside, um, it's it's less time they have in nature, which is that natural reset. We always say, you know, nature soothes everybody's souls, but especially our children. So I am going to find that book. I'll make sure Laura finds that book and we link it in the show notes okay. for yeah, everybody. It's so good. I feel like especially if you live somewhere with weather, it can, mm-hmm. it can feel discouraging and just the encouragement she had for that. It was, yeah. That'd be great. Yeah, and I'd also encourage parents listening too. It's like, um, your kids might give you pushback on going and doing some of these things. Do it anyways. Cause you'll find that once they're actually out of the house away from whatever they were doing and they get there, they're like, ah, that's where they needed to be. And they Mm -hmm. just kind of just, they, they get in the groove. But if you, but if you kind of just say, oh, they don't want to go or that just seems like a hurdle or whatever, like, You'll never reap the benefit. Got to do it. Yeah, and let them hold you accountable too. Like we've been trying to make like beach school, like homeschool beach schools, like one day a week. Oh, that's So I had it on the calendar this week, and you know Tuesday morning roll around. I was like, oh, I stuff to do. I want to finish working on these recipes and all this. And kids look at the schedule. It's beach school day. (laughs) (laughs) And you know they got me out the door, and it was the best beach day I've had in a long time and right. I just was like that I needed this you know like the rest of the stuff can wait it wasn't that important Families, I have a question for you. Would you love to be able to set really strong boundaries and rules with your children and then follow through with consistency and firm kindness? If yes, listen up. I have a program called the Firm and Kind Parenting Blueprint that I'd love for you to go check out. You can learn more over at freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash firm and kind. Inside of this quick, easy to finish program, I'll teach you four steps to really setting those strong roles, but then following through in a way where you're using connection and firm kindness. And what I'll teach you will actually cause your children to want to cooperate with you because they truly respect you and value the rule and the boundary and understand how it serves them, not just something that they have to do or else. And it's just an incredible feeling when you go to bed at night knowing that you followed through on the rules and the strong boundaries in your home without relying on hand-me-down parenting tactics like fear, force, threats, yelling, harsh punishments that really create usually fear in your household, right? We want our children to listen to us because they respect us and because they understand why being part of the team, cooperating well, respecting rules, all those things, why that feels good as a human being. We want to do those things um, in ways that cause our children to want to respect us, not just because they're scared of us or our consequence. And that's exactly what I'm going to teach you inside this program. So again, head on over to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash firm and kind to learn more. But in under an hour, this program will teach you some really effective strategies on how to create agreements with your kids instead of compliance statements, which is where a lot of parents go wrong and why their children don't end up respecting the rules or the agreements that they've made. And then I'm going to teach you how to use empathy. I'll teach you how to engage your kids' critical thinking skills when you tell them to do something and they say no. And then I'm also going to encourage you to understand how to empower your children. When children feel empowered, especially strong-willed kids, they will cooperate a whole heck 
of a lot easier, okay? So I want you to go learn about this program and let me know if you have any questions. FreshStartFamilyOnline.com forward slash firm and kind. That's so good. Yeah, I always even encourage parents, like, definitely see the, the documentary Race to Nowhere if you've got, you know, kids younger in elementary school. But um, I always say, it's so, like, don't play the homework game. Like, um, have, I'd rather have you have your kids in trees, having healthy meals, and going to bed on time than forcing yeah. them to do their homework. Well, I always am like, and that documentary is so beautiful at supporting you and, like, not buying into that that like, you know, the domestic, um, schools, you know, that it's just, it's hard. So many parents I work with are like, but they're supposed to do homework. And it's like, no, they're supposed to be in trees. They're supposed to be eating healthy yeah. and they're supposed to be having time connecting with you at night without meltdowns over forced math. Like just yeah. tonight, our little guy was like, mom, oh my gosh, I haven't done like, I'm supposed to have like 80% in this and this. And he's in third grade. And I was like, buddy, don't worry about it. Like, cool we'll, we'll let your teacher know you did the best you could and and we're good like so that's a whole nother avenue but i know that yeah. documentary yeah. is really good to support parents and making sure you're prioritizing the right thing and time in nature is one of them yeah yeah Definitely. okay so our last and most important point is talk to us about how um, your strong faith and leaning on Jesus to really guide you guys as you parent with compassion and grace and kindness and connection and, of course, firmness um, has really just, you know, been everything for you guys. And I, I have to tell you, like, I get excited, you know, finding wonderful families like your guys' who are positive parenting, you know, doing, like, living this style of life and advocating for positive parenting and gentle parenting. But then I really get excited when I learn that, you know, like you guys are a Christian family and you're on the yeah. same page. And I know you love L.R. Nose, the author of Jesus, a Gentle Parent, just as much as I do. And I just get so fired up because as a teacher in this space, um, we at Fresh Start Family, we have a, a course called Jesus um, Guided Parenting. And I teach a lot in the, in the Christian world. It just feels very like... We're, um, those are people. We're outcasts. But then I'm, I, you know, we find yeah. you guys and we're like, we're not outcasts. We are, yeah. we are, we are, so, you know, so, oh, I just, I get so fired up. So tell me about, um, you know, how you feel like your parenting and your faith is beautifully aligned and all that good stuff. Oh, the good one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, I think that we are our kids' first experience with God. You know, like so many adults who have issues with God or in their faith, it stems back to like, how can I view God as a loving father when I didn't have a loving father? I think God is this strict dictator because that's who my dad was. And not that we need to be God to them, obviously. They, you know, we should need to teach them that we make mistakes too and that only God can truly satisfy them. But, um, But just to to be an example of God's grace, his uh, loving kindness, his gentleness, his, him being quick to forgive us and to not shame us and hold this stuff over us. I just, I feel like, or to isolate us even, you know, like God doesn't just send us off to, you know, like you are bad and shameful and you did something terrible and I have to remove myself from you because of the way you behaved, right. you know, like he, he doesn't treat us that way. And so 
I mean, what a, you know, that was so convicting for us to not treat our kids that way. And, you know, yeah, I mean, yes. yeah. And did That's... you guys like, had you been able to align that and really, um, you know, be fir- like be firm and confident? Like, obviously we both are now, but like, um, like how did you, how did you learn that? Cause I feel like so many of us are taught a very different way that literally breaks my heart. Um, and it wasn't till I, I found L.R. Nost, a book, Jesus, the Gentle Parent. And then now there's a lot more books out there that are so mm-hmm. beautifully supporting of, um, you know, how this work is per- perfectly in line with our faith. But how did you like, what did that look like for you? Or did you just naturally start to look at it and go, this is like, this is not in line with like maybe the way it was done in the past or like, um, or was it L.R. Nost book or how did it look for you guys? I think it just was in my nature. I think that I felt nice. like I, I was having to parent against my nature when I was trying to do it by the book of the, you know, the, the way the rest of the world was telling me or the way that, you know, so many of these tri- traditional Christian parenting books say to do it, you know, right. and like break their spirit and all this stuff. And I just was like, at some point I need to stop listening to all these experts and listen to like, listen to the Lord. Like, how yeah. is he calling me to be a mom? Mm-hmm. How is he telling me to like handle my specific child and this specific situation? Because, you know, like he's his own person and how I handle that thing with him might be diff- a little bit different than how I handle it with my daughter in mm-hmm. three years. Yeah. And I think just like asking the Holy spirit, like, what do you want me to do right now? And like guide me and he will, and yes. he's so faithful and he loves our kids so much. And I think that he's going to guide us in loving and gentle parenting anytime we ask. Mm-hmm. And for me, like, I, it was so interesting to just um, kind of go back to the source of like, man, how does how does God parent us? And I just started realizing, I'm like, wow, God's super gentle. Like, yeah, you know, like He's not harsh by any means. Like, you know, and re, you know, you read in um, John three, and it's like, for God did not send His Son to come in to condemn the world, but He came to rescue us. Like. Yes. God's not a condemning father who wants to just like, you know, the stereotypical God in the sky just throwing lightning bolts at us. It's like, he's not, (laughs) he's not that guy. Like, and you know, he wants to, you know, he, the thing that he hates the most is separation. Like, and so he wants to be with us. And so the fact of, the fact of the matter that God doesn't separate us, separate from us when we, you know, do something wrong or whatever it is, is like, he oh, keeps the connection. He keeps the connection there and then gently moves us into truth. Like and so mm-hmm. with with our kids, that's that's what we've been learning how to do is even if they do make a mistake, um, we can sympathize with them and go, Hey, hey buddy, like daddy was a kid one time and I've done the same yes. thing. Like yep. or I, we did that last week. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, or, you know, I'm just like, I've experienced that before. But the, the cool thing is, is now I get to walk through that with him and stay connected and go, hey, let's let's 
work out a solution like what would be a better way to handle this next time or what's a better response to you know someone taking your toy or this or that and then it gets their their brains working of like oh we're teaching them problem solving like to where they're learning how to do this on their own and so um it's been really fun to watch with our kids they they're incredible at it i mean they're obviously they're not perfect they're still young they're nine and six but like just to watch their brains just you know, fire off when things don't go their way and then they start problem solving and, yes. and then they fix it and then they fix it amongst themselves. And you're like, wow, this makes my job a lot easier right now. But like, it, yeah. it was a lot of work, you know, like Jenna said, it's not a quick fix. It's a lot of, it takes a, a little bit more time to sit and, you know, have that talk and explain things and wrestle through things with their, you know, with their young minds and, and really just coach them in that and love them through that. And so that's the best payoff. Oh, it is. It's so good. It's so good. Yeah. I think <laughs> also recognizing your own, um, pains and fears and mm-hmm. trauma and things in your life and making sure you're not parenting out of those mm-hmm. because I, I mean, we're human. I think that most of us do that and it's our first reaction or natural reaction to, parent out of our emotions, you know, and I think just like having that check, like, why did I get frustrated? Why was this so upsetting for me when you did this thing wrong? And making sure we're not parenting out of our own fear or anger or whatever the emotion is, you know, and like letting God heal those things and like asking him like, Hey, what's the truth about this? Mm -hmm. Okay. This isn't, they weren't just out to get me and trigger this thing. Like, (laughs) in my life, you know, so. Oh, so beautiful. Oh my gosh. Well, I know as a teacher in that space, I am so excited to have another family that I can just um, point my students to and just to encourage other families with and say, hey, look, here's here's somebody else that'll encourage you on the journey as you're learning, as you're, because um, it's just so important and it's, um, Thank you guys for sharing all that. It's awesome. Yeah, and I think your, your takeaways, too, of, like, you know, looking looking at who God is and some of the traits there, it's like, there's that one, too, of just patient. Like, how patient is he with us? With, yeah. and oh, with Yeah, I know. With, with, with everybody's, you know, mistakes and how jacked up everybody is, and then where did he send his son, and who did he send him to hang out with? He hung out with everybody, the worst of the worst, yeah. and everybody, yeah. and was just patient. Um, so having the opportunity, like like you were saying, to um, introduce the idea of who God is to our kids as a very powerful God, but with his yeah. aim towards using that power for love and peace mm-hmm. because that's that's what he is and yeah. and and just quite you know if 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 that's all i can do for my kids is say you know when, when you when you think about jesus it's it's love and peace and super powerful like mm-hmm. great i've done my i've done my thing yeah. yeah 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 and it's i know i can see why it gets so confusing for people because like, you know, I just today with like my small group, we just finally got through the Old Testament. We started the first of the year, you know, we finally got through, we're starting the New Testament. It can be so confusing, right? Like, I mean, there yeah. is wrath, there is like power, there is, whoo, Old Testament's intense, but yeah. then there's <laughs> Jesus, like, 
like as Christians, we are little Christ, right? Like we are called to be little Christ. Like this is who we're modeling after. And this is who we can look to and receive such clear guidance. Right. And I think if we just stay in that space, like this is who we are modeling our lives after. And how did he teach? How did he um, encourage? How did he get rise people up and out of sin instead of punish and expel wrath like it's just i just it to me it's like whoo as as long as we keep as long as we stay centered on jesus i think it's so much easier to to get on board um with things but i do i just have so much compassion for families who are trying to figure it out and are unsure and they just want so bad to honor the lord but they're very confused because they have culture in the past and these all of these books out there that preach a very different message and then Mm. and then they get you know they hear from people like us and so you know I just I love encouraging all families um but it's like Jesus to me it's like Jesus (laughs) so oh so good you guys he called he calls out who we are and who he sees in us Mm. is is never all these lies that, you know, we tell to ourselves and the shame and all this. Like, I want to do that for my kids, too. I don't want to say, like, you're so bad and you go think about this. This is terrible. I mean, it's good to think about it. But, you know, like, yeah, he's like, you know, for us to come to our kids and say, like, that's not who you are. You yes. are patient mm-hmm. and you are kind and you are a leader and you are a problem solver. If we call those things out in our kids, like what a different message we're sending than you're this terrible thing, that terrible thing. You made this mistake. You did this. Like, yep. I don't, yeah, that doesn't I don't define respond you. well to that. Yeah. No, that doesn't define you. That, you know, that's what the enemy wants you to believe, but that's not, yeah. not how he defines you. No. Oh, man. Another subject we could go on and on about, but oh my gosh, we have to wrap it up soon. So this, oh my, such a good conversation, you guys. I just feel so blessed to have spent the last 50 minutes with you guys. Um, Gosh, it's like, I want to ask you about so many other things. I know you guys are such um, amazing foster care advocates. Like, um, do you have a little foster baby right now? Are you allowed to talk about that or your work? Like your, not your work, your passion for that? Maybe just give us like a little snippet of like what the Lord's called you to do with with foster care. And then we'll kind of let our listeners know where they can find you and follow you guys and follow along with your blog. But I would love to just hear a little bit about the amazing stuff that What's going on on that front? Yeah. Oh, man, that's hard to put into a quick thing. Um, <laughs> I know. <laughs> we, we don't have a foster child at the moment. Um, we, and, and we're actually not even 100% sure right now what we're doing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so we're just open to whatever the Lord is asking right now. So, um, but what, it began with God very clearly saying, like, okay, I want you to take a baby, a foster baby. And so, you know, I was like, okay. So I start like researching foster care and like sign up to have a lady come over to our house and all this. And Nate comes home from, from work that night. And I was like, Hey babe, I think we're supposed to do foster care. (laughs) And he's like, like, Oh, so I just became vegan last week. (laughs) (laughs) Luckily there was a little bit of space between that, but it it had, it was funny. It had literally just got into like full-on like cruise mode where like kids are so easy kids are sleeping through the night they're out of diapers it's like (laughs) i'm getting to surf a little bit more and i'm like oh this is so cool this is great come home from filming a wedding and jenna's like i think we're supposed to do foster care and i'm like oh (laughs) 
<laughs> and of course, I can't be like, no, like right. because it's very like, well, that's like a really like noble thing to think of, and <laughs> I know that God speaks to my wife, and I'm like, I can't argue. There's yeah. no way out of this. Like, yeah, so I it definitely kind of caught me by surprise for sure, but it was definitely one of those things where once I like spent some time with the Lord and just asked Him about it, like, what do you what do you want me to know about this? He was very, very comforting, like, it's going to be okay. Like, I've taken nice. care of you your whole life. Like, why why do you think it, I'm not going to be able to take care of you in doing this? Like, yeah, it's going to be different, but it's going to be the best, one of the best things you've ever experienced. Yeah. So, and, and it was. It was crazy. Absolutely crazy. Yeah. So cool. awesome. <laughs> that is so, so cool. Well, that's just like an extra snippet that I think, tidbit, snippet? Is snippet a word? There's a snippet. Oh, a snippet. And there's a tidbit. <laughs> But you just needed the snid bit. <laughs> Sounds like something you'd buy on a QVC. Today oh we got gosh. the snid bit. Yeah, it's just yeah. bit. Well, it's just like a, another amazing, like just beautiful, very in- cool, interesting thing about you guys. But we could go on and on. We could uncover probably like 50 more amazing, interesting, really cool things about you guys. But for the sake of time, we'll wrap it at that. If you guys could tell us, tell the listeners um, where they can go find you on Instagram or Facebook, social media, your what your blog looks like, and um, and even tell us about your creative company, Nate, too. That'd be great. So, uh, go ahead. Yeah, okay. uh, I, yeah, I run uh, a wedding filmmaking company out here in Maui called Sunlit Films, uh, and I've been doing that for the past seven years, and... Yeah, love my job. It's amazing. So on Instagram, it's just at Sunlit Films. Your yeah. work is beautiful. Really, really oh, beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> and then our blog, our website is with the Strubars. And Strubar is S-T-R-U-B-H-A-R. So let's just come along with us as we are learning more about mindful living in all aspects mm-hmm. of life. So, And there's a link to my Instagram, Jenna Strubar, on the website as well. Beautiful. And we'll make sure we link um, all of those things on the show notes page too. But thank you guys so much again for taking time out of your day to spend with us. And um, yeah, just thanks for doing everything that you're doing. Of course. Thank you for having us. We love your podcast. It was wonderful. Yay. For more information and all of the links to what we talked about in today's episode, head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash 37. That's freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash 37. For more information, go to freshstartfamilyonline.com. Thanks for listening, families. Have a great day. All right, listeners, that's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed recording it for you. As we wrap up here, don't forget to DM me the word shift or head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to grab your free discipline quick start learning bundle. You'll get immediate access to download our extensive learning guide where I'll share five ways you can ditch the old school hand-me-down punishment mindset beliefs and thoughts that are causing you to react like a volcano instead of respond like the firm 
kind, respectful teacher you are at your core. And then you'll also get immediate access to my on-demand workshop where I'll teach you our three core Fresh Start family strategies that make up a strong, compassionate, disciplined toolkit, as well as my favorite logical consequences that not only work with kids of all ages, but do wonders to unite you with your child and strengthen your relationship, even in your kids' worst moments. So pop on over to Instagram right now and just shoot me a DM with the word shift and I'll send you a personal link to download that bundle right away. Or you can head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to get access immediately. All right. Thanks for listening. And I'll see you inside that free bundle and also inside the next episode.